0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou
1: Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240, Um, a host of news today. Of course, uh, yesterday the Saints don't look good at all as uh, Tampa Bay puts it on them, 26 to 9. We'll talk about that later uh, during the show, when we have Bob Rose on, the Sports Illustrated beat writer for the New Orleans Saints. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball wrapped up its season uh, yesterday. And the defending champs, the Houston Astros, <laughs> slide on in. Uh, they win the division out west and uh, on the last day of the season. So uh, with that, also uh, we'll have the 12 playoff teams. We'll talk a little bit about that in baseball. Uh, in the meantime, NFL action yesterday. Man, the Buffalo Bills are showing people that uh, the Miami Dolphins, uh, yeah, they're a good football team, but uh, when you come to Buffalo take on the Bills, uh, the Bills uh, pretty much uh, put the game away 48-20. They beat the Dolphins, and uh, the Dolphins uh, don't have any answers for that. Of course, one good thing that came about, uh, Jeff, in that game... Uh, is that the young man who uh, hurt himself early in the year played a lot in that ball game, too. uh, He
2: didn't hurt himself this year.
1: Yeah, right. Well, he got hurt in January. (laughs) That's right. Uh, With that, so uh, anyway, uh, so it's a good thing uh, with that, so how things are playing out. But uh, in uh, the games uh, yesterday, of course, Tampa Bay, as I mentioned, beats the Saints 26-9. Uh, the Monday night game tonight at seven fifteen kickoff, Seattle journeys to New York to take on the Giants. Elsewhere, Green Bay, uh, well, ta- uh, the Lions make a statement. They beat Green Bay and Green Bay 34-20 to uh, with that. Also, uh, Jacksonville tops Atlanta. That game was played over in London early yesterday morning around 8.30 ESPN plus carried that.
2: Yeah, and uh, proof that... The NFL doesn't care about the American fan. That they put a game on at eight thirty in the morning, and you had to stream it. Yeah, uh, you, you had to subscribe to it. Uh, uh, complete disrespect to uh, the, the fans of those two teams.
1: That, yeah, you're right about that too. And with that, uh, of course, as I mentioned, uh, Buffalo all over Miami, forty-eight to twenty. Uh, Denver, uh, Sean Payton f- wins a game finally. As they down the poor Bears, uh, 31-28 uh, with that game. And uh, uh, Denver scores 17 points in the fourth quarter to uh, beat the Bears. brutal, man. Yeah, just uh, Russell Wilson, three TDs. Uh, the Broncos rally from 21 down to beat the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields has a pretty good day individually. He's uh, 28 out of 35 for 335 yards and four scores. But uh, they needed one more score in that fourth quarter uh, to put the game away and weren't able to do it. Elsewhere in uh, in games yesterday, uh, Baltimore they beat Cleveland. Uh, I thought Cleveland had a pretty good team this year, but they had uh,
2: Deshaun Watson was out.
1: Yeah, he was. Uh, they beat him twenty eight to three. Cleveland only has one hundred and sixty six uh, total yards in that ball game. Meanwhile, the surprise game of the day as uh, Tennessee the Titans beat back Cincinnati twenty seven to three. And with that, uh, Joe Burrow, he was 20 out of 30, but only 165 yards. uh, With that, mixing the fine running back, uh, 14 carries, 67 attempts. Ryan Tannehill lights it up a little bit, 18 out of 25 for 240 yards and a touchdown. Derrick Henry, I think, threw for a touchdown and ran for a touchdown uh, as he has 22 carries for 122 yards and a score. And Tennessee uh, pretty much... uh, it was 24-3 to at halftime and uh, ended up winning 27-3. to Elsewhere around the league, the Rams uh, look pretty good. Uh, the Colts, of course, uh, last week were playing pretty well. But the Rams uh, come up in overtime. They beat uh, the Indianapolis Colts by a score of 29-23. Stafford's 27 out of 40 for 319 yards and a score uh, with that. Is Puka, uh, is it Nakua? Naku- Uh, has nine receptions for 163 yards and a touchdown. Uh, That rookie's playing well. I think he's got like uh, 400, close to 500 yards in receptions already early in the year. But the Rams, uh, in overtime, go ahead and beat the Indianapolis, coach Indianapolis. Meanwhile, the game that uh, uh, got a little bonus uh, on that was Washington at Philadelphia as the uh, Eagles undefeated. Come back uh, as Washington ties the game, I think late with maybe seconds left in the game, to tie up the Eagles. They go into overtime, and the Eagles kick a field goal to win it uh, in overtime. Elsewhere, Minnesota helps out the Saints a little bit. They beat Carolina 21-13. Uh, Other games around Houston put it on Pittsburgh as uh, they beat the Steelers 30-6. to 6. It was 16 to nothing at halftime, and 16 to six. You thought maybe the Steelers had a chance to come back, but they don't. As uh, Houston puts up a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter to hand the Pittsburgh Steelers a 30 to six loss. Elsewhere in uh, some other games, the Chargers. Uh, it looked like uh, Herbert was going to be out the rest of the game. He, uh, breaks or i don't know if he cut his uh hand on his left hand but they put tape around the splint he goes back into the game and they go on to beat the the raiders 24 to 17 uh in that game as uh, adrian O'd- o'connell is 24 out of 39 for 238 yards for the char uh, for the raiders while justin herbert 13 out of 24 167 yards and a score and uh, they the Raiders score late to get it close, but they lose 24 to 17. Elsewhere around the league, the Cowboys yesterday uh, just hammered New England up in uh, up in Dallas uh, by a score of 38 to three. As uh, Mac Jones uh, harassed most of the day, they replace him later on. He's 12 out of 21 for 150 yards. Uh, Dak Prescott, 28 out of 34, 261 yards and a score. Pollard didn't have a great game, but uh, 11 attempts, 47 yards. Uh, the kicker, Dallas scores a couple defensive touchdowns, and they score twice on a pick six and a fumble recovery deep in uh, uh, New England's territory, and it's picked up and running for a score and then a pick six later on during the game as the Cowboys showing a little dominance without digs on the other side the cornerback who's out for the remainder of the years. He hurt himself in uh, practice before last week's game. 38-3, to Cowboys rolling. Of course, they were upset last week by the Cardinals. Speaking of the Cardinals, they tried to hang with uh, San Francisco, who's also undefeated. San Francisco, uh, the game was close, uh, to, uh, 21-10 to at halftime. Then Arizona scored again to make it 21-16, uh, but the uh, – 49ers go on to score a couple uh, touchdowns in the fourth quarter to put it away. 35 to 16. uh, McCaffrey scores four touchdowns yesterday uh, to lead the 49ers past the Cardinals. Uh, Brock Purdy 20 out of 21 for 283 yards and a score so uh, that... uh, Last pick in the draft uh, is doing well for the 49ers. He takes over last year after two or three of their quarterbacks get hurt. He comes in, leads them to uh, the playoffs uh, with that. McCaffrey yesterday, 20 carries, 106 yards, three scores. He also scored on a pass reception uh, with that. But uh, Arizona trying to um, get another big uh, upset, but uh, they beat Dallas a week before not uh, to ready this. And then the league game last night as Kansas City – uh, started off like they were going to blow the Jets out to the, uh, st- uh, their own stadium as Kansas City puts up 17 first-quarter points, uh, hangs another field goal on in the second quarter. Jets come back in the second quarter with 12 points, get eight more in the third period. And uh, Kansas City kicks a field goal to win the game, 23-28. to 28. Uh, Mahomes, 18 out of 30 for 203 yards of score. Zach Wilson, 28 out of 39, 245 yards and uh, two scores. Uh, with that, uh, of course, Pacheco also runs uh, 20 attempts for 115 yards. Meanwhile, Brees Hall, six attempts for 56 yards for the uh, Jets, but they were behind early trying to catch up throwing the football uh, in that game. So uh, interesting, uh, of course, the game tonight uh, that people will be waiting to see if you want to watch football tonight. Uh, Seattle journeys to New York to take on the Giants. Seattle just a one-and-a-half point pick, over and under 47. That game, of course, kickoff will be approximately uh, seven fifteen. 15 uh, With that, uh, should have pretty good weather, slight wind, four miles per hour, 69 degrees temperature at MetLife Stadium other in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Game on ABC tonight. So, uh, anyway, a lot going on in the uh, – NFL, of course, like I said, we'll talk more about the Saints uh, when we get Bob Rose on at the uh, third s- segment of uh, Bayou Sports. be around 745. With that, uh, Major League Baseball, it looks like, Jeff, I- I'm, p- I'm pretty sure that Miami's got to go No, they a- don't. They don't? You sure? Uh, Shows here on this uh, graphic that they got to play today. What time? Uh, the time here, they don't have it, but they say suspended. But 2-1 uh, to lead. Mm-hmm. But they show a game being played today.
2: No, it's uh, – they've already set up uh, the match with Philadelphia. So that tells me they would have won a tiebreaker if okay. they had lost that game and been 84 wins, Arizona with 84 wins. T- tells me Miami had a tiebreaker, so okay. it wasn't necessary.
1: All right. Anyway, with that, so Major League Baseball, as we mentioned yesterday, the Astros come through uh, – to win their division, uh, and I'm just going to my notes, against Arizona yesterday, they beat them 8-1, and uh, with that, I'm pretty sure that uh, with uh, them uh, winning 8-1, to that the, uh, uh, looking for, uh, yeah, Texas got beat by Seattle, one nothing yesterday, uh, Texas had won that game, uh, they would have claimed the uh, division title, but with the loss, I think Houston had the uh, advantage. Yeah. Uh, with that, so uh, elsewhere around the league, Cardinals win their final game four to three, but they have ninety one losses on the year. Meanwhile, uh, Boston takes down Baltimore, who all year I told you was a surprise team in the league. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh over Miami three to nothing. The Dodgers beat the Giants five to two, uh, Oakland loses to the a- uh, Angels seven to three, uh, Tampa Bay all, all over Toronto, twelve to eight, Cleveland loses to Detroit five to two. Uh, the Yankees also uh, lose five to two to Kansas City. Washington tops Atlanta ten to nine. Houston, as I mentioned, beats Arizona eight to one. Meanwhile, uh, San Diego beats the White Sox two to one. The Cubs lose to uh, Milwaukee four to nothing. Seattle beats Texas, as I mentioned moments ago, one nothing. Philadelphia over the Mets nine to one, and Minnesota loses to Colorado by a score of three to two. Elsewhere, uh, with that, uh, the playoffs will begin uh, uh, with the uh, first games beginning, I believe, uh, Tuesday. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, they play Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. They, yeah, It's almost disrespectful, this first round of the playoffs. Almost saying, you know, we're going to have an extra round of playoffs, but we really don't care about them. Because it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all in the same ballpark. Uh, not, not all four series in the right. same ballpark, but... Uh, they don't travel um, again. Uh, uh, you and I uh, are kind of old school when it comes to baseball playoffs. Uh, too many teams right now in it, and you know, yeah. I, was I happy the Cubs uh, were in playoff contention for 161 games? Yeah, but at the end of the day, uh, this, this first round of the playoffs is blame
1: yeah it is uh, of course uh, the orioles uh, basic are the number 1 seed in the american league and uh, with that uh, we'll see how they fare uh, through the playoffs got to remember baltimore just 2 years ago lost 100 games in the regular season this year they won 100 uh, with that of course the astros the number 2 seed in the american league uh, the l west champs uh, their opponent will either be the Twins or the Blue Jays uh, with that.
2: I'm really curious to see how the Mets do next year. They fired Buck Showalter, and it seems every time Buck Showalter is showed the door, uh, the team does well soon after.
1: <laughs> he did it with the Yankees. The
2: Yankees, the Orioles. Uh, right. We'll see now if the Mets can uh, follow suit there.
1: Of course, Minnesota's the number three seed uh, over in the uh, AL, followed by Tampa Bay, the number four seed, uh, uh, they're going to be playing the wild card opponent uh, that uh, Tampa Bay will be playing will be the Rangers. Uh, with that, also, uh, of course, the other uh, two teams remaining, number five seed Rangers, followed also by the number six seed, which will be the Blue Jays. Uh, uh, they're the third uh, AL wild card. Uh, their opponent will be the Twins. So, uh, with that, uh, it should be uh, interesting. Uh, well, over in the National League, of course, the Braves uh, won 104 games this year. Uh, Their uh, next opponent will either be the Phillies or the Marlins, who comes out of that uh, playoff chase uh, uh, with that. Elsewhere, the number two seed in the uh, National League, of course, the Dodgers. And they'll take on either the Brewers or the D-backs for their next opponent. uh, And uh, we'll see uh, how the Dodgers will fare. Meanwhile, Milwaukee, the three seed, uh, their opponent's going to be the D-backs as they open up that series of course they're the NL Central champs they won 92 games this year 92 and 70 elsewhere uh the Phillies of course uh, the first wild card seed uh they're going to take on the Marlins uh their chance of advancing uh pretty good uh in uh, my opinion the way the Phillies hit the ball uh elsewhere the Marlins as I mentioned uh will uh, take on the Phillies uh the other uh seeds uh, Arizona comes in as a six seed, they'll be playing the Brewers and uh Major League Baseball uh ready for some playoff action and like you said uh with that uh we'll see uh how people come through that. But uh Major League Baseball the season's over. Uh they'll um start the playoffs uh in the uh this week and the odds of that uh are pretty good. Uh, of course the Braves uh, in the they're gonna be tough to be beat. The Braves I think tied. Uh, a home run record uh, for a single season as the Braves, I think, hit 307 home runs this year during the regular season and uh, set all kind of Azuna homer twice as the Braves tied the major league record, 307 homers in the regular season final. Of course, they did lose 10-9 to the Nationals on Sunday uh, with that uh, uh, of course, um, Acuna uh, will probably be the uh, MVP in the National League this year. Uh, Matt Olson, though, he hit 54 homers this year, uh, led the majors with 137 RBIs. Uh, the Braves are the first team with four players with at least 35 homers. Uh, MVP candidates, I mentioned, Ronald Acuna Jr. has 41 homers, 70-plus steals. Austin Raleigh hit 37 dingers. Olson, uh of course, uh, and Azuna. Ozzie uh, Albies hit 33 homers. The Braves had a major league best, 104 and 58. Uh, they opened up against uh, Philadelphia or Miami. That's going to be on October the 7th. Braves have scheduled inter-squad games uh, in the next few days. So uh, Atlanta topped 100 wins last year, going 101 and 61 before losing to the Phillies last year. So, uh Washington was last in the NL East for the fourth straight season, and if you've got to remember, they won a World Series just four years, five years ago, four years ago in 2019. So, uh, it's going to be I- interesting, the baseball playoffs, folks, as uh, we go into that and look at that through the course of uh, playoff time. Uh, in the meantime, uh, elsewhere, uh, as I mentioned, uh, the brackets are set up uh, right now, so, um uh, the lead, uh, what is it, the top two teams, the first and second teams in each, um, I should say, uh, league has a uh, buys. And they take on the winners that come out of the wild card and the number three seeds. So uh, with that, Tuesday schedule is Texas at Tampa Bay at 3 o'clock Eastern time on ABC. Toronto at Minnesota, it's going to be at 4.30 Eastern time. That's going to be on ESPN. Arizona versus Milwaukee at 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN2. And then the late game that night, Miami at Philadelphia, 8 p.m. on ESPN. So, uh, And, of course, they'll play for three days in a row. Like you said, you know, you got to play all those games on your opponent's, uh, 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 I guess, grounds. And, uh, of course, the Rangers will be at Tampa Bay uh, for three straight games. They're going to all be on ABC at 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and 3 o'clock. Meanwhile, Toronto at uh, Minnesota. Uh, Those games, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4.30, 4.30, and 4.30 on ESPN. The National League's uh, wild card games. The Diamondbacks at the Brewers, uh, first game Tuesday on ESPN2, followed by Wednesday and Thursday, all at 7 p.m. And the Marlins at Philadelphia, uh, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday, all at 8 p.m. on ESPN Uh, with that. So, with that, just a little strange, uh, Jeff. Like you said, uh, with that, um, it's just uh, sorry to see. You know, you like to see some. Uh, even though you might have finished six in uh, in a wild card, you should at least be able to have a home game in that series. You play the first one at home, and then travel to the next uh, to the next opponent's game for maybe games two and three. Not only seems fair though, but it looked like not anymore. So. Um, that's why it's great to have be either win your division or be first and second in the, uh, or even at least third and fourth in that. So, uh, anyway, uh, not much more I can say on that, uh, in that regard. So, uh, baseball, um, playoffs underway, just, uh, looking around, uh, like I said, uh, just a quick with the saints yesterday, uh, some college action, we can talk a little bit about that, but, uh, we got Coach Ryan Antoine coming on around 735. The LSU Tigers, uh, Saturday evening, uh, just uh, gave up 700 yards and 55 points, Jeff, in regulation. I don't, I, you give up 700 yards to anybody, you shouldn't win the game. But the Tigers, they, they were in it. Yeah, they score 49 points, uh, but they just can't uh, get a stop against uh, Ole Miss and Dart throws the ball over the field, and uh, it has got to cut a couple of good running backs uh, with that. But the Tigers just, they can't stop anybody. I see this morning, I saw an article this morning that, uh, that Coach Kelly's thinking about, uh, and maybe is bringing back Pete Jenkins, uh, the former LSU defensive line coach, uh, to come back and give him some assistance with his defense. And uh, I'm not sure if, if times have passed Pete Jenkins by or not. But uh, in the meantime, LSU just uh, gives up 700 yards. I can never recall an LSU team ever giving up 700 yards in a football game. No,
2: they had not. Uh, You remember the Mississippi State game to open up the 20 season. That was 600-plus, and I think at the time that was the high.
1: Yeah, and I think that was all throws, too. I don't think Mississippi State had 50 yards rushing in that game. Uh, but LSU's next opponent, the Missouri Tigers, who are 5 and 0. LSU, believe it or not. Uh, anyway, they're next uh, on LSU's. LSU's a six and a half point pick in that game. It's hard to believe, but uh, over and under, only 63. <laughs> so uh, I'm not so sure that. Uh, uh, but that'll be interesting, uh, of course. Believe it or not, Missouri leads the series two games to one. Uh, I remember LSU playing Missouri in a bowl game years ago, maybe in the Sun Bowl or maybe the Liberty Bowl. And Missouri beat LSU uh, in that. Uh, of course, Missouri comes in with a 5-0 record. They're one and zero in the Southeastern Conference. They beat uh, uh, they beat Kansas State thirty to twenty-seven. Defeated Memphis thirty-four to twenty-seven. They beat Vanderbilt uh, over the weekend thirty-eight to twenty-one. So Missouri. Uh, quarterback Brady Cook, running back Cody Schrader, wide receiver Luther Burden, uh, defensive leaders uh, are some a linebacker by the name of Tyron Hopper, cornerback Chris uh, Abrams, Drain. Missouri was tabbed for the sixth place finish in the 17 SEC East in July, but Coach Eli Drinkwitz, his Tigers are showing their stripes and teeth. They just one game into their. League slate, but they're perfect five and zero, oh, which includes the upset of number fifteen Kansas State at the t- time, and of course they're in the AP poll uh, a week ago for the first time since two thousand nineteen. So uh, the Tigers uh, uh, will be facing the Tigers, and uh, with that, but uh, in the meantime, uh, LSU's got to put up some better uh, defensive numbers, and uh, everybody thought the weak league for LSU would be their defensive halfbacks, and uh, it kind of showed. Uh, uh, against uh, Ole Miss, as Dart uh, had time to throw the football and um, took advantage of that. Of course, uh, LSU got down early. It looked like Ole Miss was going to blow LSU out the game, 28 to 14 at one time. LSU would get back in it a little bit. Ole Miss would extend it, and then LSU came out uh, ahead at halftime. And you thought that uh, they'd settle down. Let's see them score some more points and the defense play a little better, but. Went back and forth uh, late in the game. LSU held, uh, what, a 49-40 lead with about eight minutes left to go in the ball game, And uh, Ole Miss comes up uh, with a couple scores and a two-point play late in the game. And I'm still trying to figure out why they went for two. Uh, late in the game, uh, you know, to field goal, couldn't beat them, but a touchdown and an extra point could still beat uh, uh, Ole Miss. Kind of wondering why they went for two, but they scored. They made it successful. And in the meantime um, LSU goes down to uh, Ole Miss uh, in that ball game. So uh, we'll see if uh, I hear rumors Pete Jenkins might be coming back to help out to assist some with the LSU defensive line. I'm not sure uh, that's going to help right now. But against Missouri, LSU six-and-a-half point pick, uh, we'll see. I know a lot of Tiger fans disappointed in that loss to Ole Miss uh, up in Oxford uh, this past weekend. But – uh, we'll just have to wait and see elsewhere. UL journeyed up to play the Golden Gophers uh, uh, this past Saturday. Uh, do pretty well in, initially. And uh, Minnesota scores late and pulls out a 35-24 win over the Cajuns. Meanwhile, down in uh, Yulman Stadium, New Orleans, Tulane uh, has to come back to beat UAB 35-23. Uh, La Tech uh, against uh, UTEP, uh, University of Texas, El Paso, beats them 24-10. Meanwhile, the game a lot of people watched over the weekend, uh, Saturday uh, afternoon, early. Uh, USC beats Colorado 48-41. to 41. Colorado scores a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter to, uh, to make that game look respectable. But, uh, but it wasn't. No, it was Caleb Williams' show. He threw for over 400 yards in that game, even though uh, young uh, – um, Quarterback for uh, Colorado and uh, Son threw for almost over 300, almost 400 yards in that game. But uh, pretty much uh, they were down early and scored a couple of late touchdowns to make it respectable in that regard. In the meantime, time to take our first break here on Bayou Sports. We've got a lot more to talk about. Uh, we've got Coach Ryan Antoine to come on and talk about his Westgate Tigers, who suffered their first defeat of the year up in Shreveport uh, against Calvary Baptist. We'll be back with more. you listen to Kane Radio's Bayou Sports on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be right back with Coach Antoine.
4: provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us.
2: Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana Campaign. to answer to pain.com
4: celebrating 75 years in business danos has been setting the standard for generations become a part of something bigger and join the team we're currently hiring for drivers warehousemen riggers crane operators and forklift operators to work out of port fouchon so apply now at danos.com or call one eight three three go danos great jobs great people that's danos
0: now back to bayou sports phone lines are open to talk sports at 367 1240 welcome back to bayou
1: sports here on a big monday uh, october the 3rd as uh, on the line with us is head football coach of the westgate tigers uh coach ryan Antoine. good morning coach and uh welcome to the show
5: good morning thanks for having me
1: yeah you're quite welcome coach i know uh you had a, a little uh, discussion with Jeff Saturday morning on your first loss of the year against the uh, Calvary team up in Shreveport. Could you uh, maybe enhance our listeners a little bit with what took place Friday night, and also with regard to your next game? I think this coming Friday night, I believe you take on uh, Turlings, uh, Father Turlings, in a game uh, in a uh, to open up your district. If my memory serves me correctly, Coach.
5: Yes, uh, with to Calvary and. Uh... Kind of went out there and, um, you know, it was a back-and-forth game early on. And they actually, you know, we uh, struggled a little bit offensively early on and gave us some big runs um, defensively and went, went down half at 17-3. to um, You know, just a strong, you know, caliber ball club in, in, in Calvary Baptist. Uh, then, you know, made some adjustments at halftime and, you know, got some things going. Got it to 15-17 to at one, at one point in the third quarter. Uh, give up a big kick return to on the goal line end up scoring on third down on us. Uh we still came back and um scored again and um at one point and in, going into the fourth quarter the game was 26-22. Uh I had a chance to go up uh we was on like the 5-yard line. Had had a chance to, you know, score and uh end up, you know, throwing an interception for a touchdown um on a bad call I made. So uh and then after that that was just kind of that, that kind of took all the win out of ourselves. Um Trying to claw back from you know from from behind the whole game, but <clears throat> nevertheless, our guys, you know, we feel like you know we did some things well, but also feel like you know at at this point in time in the season that uh, you know we made some mistakes. We feel like we shouldn't have made and uh, some guys, you know, that we wanted to do some certain things, uh, you know, didn't happen the way we wanted. But Calvary did a good job of taking some things away um, and kind of forced us to you know do some things that that's unorthodox of what we tried to do. Uh, had some guys go down with injuries, lost Jabari Antoine. Um, our quarterback uh, and our, you know our, our defensive back—he um, broke his collarbone that night, so we had to go down in the third quarter, you know, with, with some backup guys and do some different things. But once again, still had a chance, you know, with all those things going on, had a chance to win the fourth quarter. And that's all we could ask for, uh, and I say we didn't execute that. So that's some things that we'll work on this week, you know, just try to get better and going against a tough ball club in turling this week. Uh, to open up district I mean it, we don't have any days off and nobody's gonna take it easy on us so we definitely can't go right here with our head hung down and ready to, you know and, and be mad that you know that we that we lost the game uh we're four and one still sitting we feel like in in the, in the good spot where we want to be now it's just time to go and, you know and get ourselves back together regroup and be ready for a strong team who you know we know each other real well we've been playing each other for years you know they have a good ball club I think they might be four and one as well. Open up the district with a great game, and I feel like you know two good teams that go come together and you know try to get the town, I try to get the city, you know a great a great ball, a great atmosphere.
2: Coach uh, Jabari's injury, uh, collarbone. I, I guess uh, no change in the prognosis since uh, Saturday morning when we spoke.
5: Uh, no sir, uh, he's gonna get evaluated today. Probably, uh, I think probably have to have surgery tomorrow. And then he'll just start rehabbing, you know, and get ready to go. I mean, we kind of went through some of this last year, almost deja vu with with Derek Williams, uh, where we didn't have him for most of the district. Derek didn't come back till our Northside game for the playoffs. But what the silver lining was, you know, we got better as a ball club, you know, with the other guys having to step up. And then once we got him back, you know, we you know we, we we got even better and made a run all the way to the semifinals with it. So you know, not saying that you know we we, we hurt we're mad that Jabari's. Uh, not playing with us, that definitely hurts us. It definitely puts a dark cloud on some things, you know, because he's such a great kid and such an impactful kid for our, you know, for our program and for our school. Um, so we just got to, you know, rebound, regroup. and you know, some other guys got to step up, and when he comes back, be ready, you know, and make us a better team because of that.
1: Coach, is it a season-ending injury uh, with uh, Jabari?
5: Uh, we pray it's not. I mean, it's a clean break, so you know they go repair it, and you know the biggest thing right now is just making sure that that kid's healthy. Um, sure. You know, we don't we don't want to we don't want to rush him back. I mean, Jabari's gonna play football. You know, God's fair. You know, way past Westgate High School, and and that's the biggest thing that we that I'm worried about, making sure that he's healthy. And not worry about winning the football game. I want to make sure he's good before you know he ever decides to play back football again.
1: All right, coach. Uh, well, I know he's a fine player for you and a young man. Uh, with that, of course, uh, like you said, you head into uh, to take on your district schedule opens up. And if my memory serves me right, uh, Terling's loves to throw the football. They got a quarterback that uh, drops it back to him, throws it all around the field. Uh, I'm sure that's going to test your uh, pass defense too uh, in that regard.
5: Right, yeah, uh, they, have, they have a real good quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks in the state. I mean, like I said, we played one last week uh, that kind of prepared us a little bit. We feel like, and um, that's kind of what we want to do. We felt like last year when we played uh, Magnolia, like we weren't ready for Turlin, so we want to get a you know a good warm up game before we get into our district. Uh, like I said, unfortunately we didn't win the game against Calvary, but we feel like you know it got us prepared and didn't want to have a slouch you know game going going into what we were trying to go do. So, uh, but definitely yes, uh, the Welch kid throws the ball real well. Offensive coordinator and head coach Dane Sharp and Shade does a great job of moving guys around and making getting guys open to make plays. So we got to be on our p's and q's, and we got to definitely go out there and you know score some points to match them offensively as well. Because you know they're going to try to put up some points and try to embarrass you. So we got to definitely be ready for that.
2: Coach uh, hitting the road uh, at Turlings. Anything the fans need to know about making that trip?
5: Uh, You know, it's a it's a good atmosphere. You know, a good area, a good stadium, and their you know their side of the stands will be packed. Uh, we need all the support and all the help we can get. You know, we uh, you know just helping our kids out and just being there for them on those Friday nights. That's a lot of memories that these kids are building. So definitely love for you guys to be a part of it. There you go.
2: Tell us a little bit about uh, the district this year. Uh, how how do you see it? Uh, any surprises at this point?
5: Um, North side is doing real well. Um, like I said, we kind of knew that you know, they, they would be up and coming, so that that that's good for our district. We feel like, you know, we have the toughest district in the state. I um, mean, so it won't be a slouch, you know, even like the North Verminion went to the quarters last year. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, they're going to be a tough opponent. You know, they're just not a down game. But I definitely feel like, you know, you reach the postseason, this district prepares you for it because you won't see a team as tough as this probably until maybe the late second round or, you know, in the quarters. So, you just got to be ready, and, you know, it'll definitely, you know, test all your coaching and all your wit and what you're trying to do because, you know, this is a great district to play in.
2: All right. Well, Coach, appreciate you joining us on these Monday mornings. Uh, we'll check in with you again on Saturday morning as well, following the Turlings game. But thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you, guys. Yeah, good luck to you, Coach. And in the meantime, Jeff, uh, yeah, tough blow for the Tigers of Westgate, uh, losing their fine uh, player Jabari uh, and, you know, he's just a uh, quality kid, too, and I think he's uh, – he, I believe he is a junior. Yes. So he can come back next year, and he's going to be one of the more highly sought-after young men uh, in recruiting next year. Uh, throughout uh, – with his broken uh, collarbone or not, he'll be well sought-after in the meantime.
2: Tough it- tough weekend for uh, all of our uh, parish uh, schools, uh, with the exception of Catholic High and Acadiana Christian. Uh, they came away with victories over the weekend, but uh, the other – Six schools uh, falling. Yeah. And it was a rough one.
1: Yeah, game heard right here on Kane Radio uh, Friday night. Uh, Karen Crow. Jackets put up 34 points, but just can't First see half was uh, competitive.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it, interesting, um, and I've talking to people all weekend about the game, 14 possessions between the two teams in the first half. Six in the second half
1: 14, usually that's a whole game is fourteen possessions. You know
2: I, I, you know I keep a drive chart and there's 24 on it and at least the first page and it hardly ever gets full and I thought to myself I'm in trouble in the second half if the first half is uh, like the if the second half is like the first half but just really five and a half possessions because the clock ran out on nish in you know with their final uh, possession but Karen crow scored. Each of their three possessions, and Nish failed to score in uh, either of their three, and that was the difference in the game, obviously.
1: Yeah, elsewhere, uh, Lafayette High journey to St. Martinville beat the uh, Tigers, the Lions, 56-29. Elsewhere, as you mentioned, Catholic High wins another big game against a higher classification team. Uh, of back and forth there. Yep, yeah, 36-33, uh, and uh, we'll have Coach Matt Desimo on uh uh, the CHS Coaches Show tonight, a little after six, to uh, tell us uh, how well the Panthers have won four in a row. Elsewhere, St. Thomas Moore journeyed to Denham Springs and hammered them 35-3. to As we mentioned, Westgate gets beat 22-32. Uh, other scores around the area, uh, Delcom traveled uh, to Westminster Christian over in Opelousas and get beat 38-6. to Lauraville, surprisingly, lose to Welsh at Welsh to the Greyhounds. 26 to 21 elsewhere. Highland Baptist uh, takes on a juggernaut Vermilion Catholic and get beat 45 to nothing. I was looking for some other scores uh, with regards to uh, Ascension Episcopal beats West St. John 49 to nothing. And a couple ex-coaches at Catholic high. I was trying to see how they did. Lakeshore didn't play this past weekend. Coach Indes had uh, the week off, but down in New Orleans, Holy Cross beat John Curtis. Forty-two to forty-one on a timed-out play on a two-point conversion. They get a tip ball to score their fortieth point. Go for two to win the game and convert on a two-point play, and they take down the number one-ranked John Curtis uh, Patriots by score of forty-two to forty-one. Congratulations to uh, Scott Watney on that. In the meantime, uh, just about time to take our next break. We're going to get Bob Rose on the line and see what what thoughts he has with regards to the Saints as the Saints uh, go down 26-9 to to the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're going to be right back right after this with more.
4: Jacob Landry, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana Campaign. Now back to Bayou
0: Sports on the all-new Kane
1: 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us, uh, S.I. writer, beat writer for the Saints, Bob Rose. Good morning, Bob. Welcome to the show.
7: Good morning, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, I I hope you're doing all right on this uh, bleak Monday morning.
1: Oh, that it is, Bob. (laughs) And sometimes you wonder if the Saints can score 20 points in a game. You know, uh, they played uh, four games this year. The top end, of course, t- with 20 points they once scored, but they've scored, uh, what, 16 and 17? And uh, the debacle mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, nine whole points scored by the Saints offense. And uh, you're starting to scratch your head. Uh, was Derek Carr really a $150 million investment for the Saints?
7: Yeah, and that, among many other questions... Uh, you know, need, need to be asked inside the Saints facility and need to be answered quickly. Uh, you know th- this unit has scored less than 21 or less points in 10 straight outings. That's inexcusable. Uh, you know we were told that Derek Carr was the per- quote unquote perfect quarterback for their system, and I like Derek. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know the problems go far beyond quarterback. Uh, while the offensive line, they played better yesterday, arguably their best game of the season. They're, they're still not playing well enough for a unit that has four number one draft picks and a number two selection. Uh, you know, trio of playmaking wideouts, which, to be fair, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid all performed very well over the first three games. Couldn't get the job done yesterday. Uh, you know, And even Alvin Kamara, and I'm certainly not putting this loss on Kamara, uh, you know, even though he was held in check. Uh, you know, They fed him the ball, which is exactly what we complain that Pete Carmichael didn't do enough of last year. Uh, you know, so at least at least that part of the game plan was sound. But simply put, guys, this this offense is broken, and there needs to be big changes, and there needs it needs to happen right now.
1: Yeah, with that, you know, they've scored just four <laughs> offensive touchdowns this year. That's it, four <laughs> offensive touchdowns, and it's a big reason uh, they're two and two instead of three and one, or even four and zero oh, for that matter. And uh, yeah. and it, the defense really isn't playing bad at all. I mean, if you hold opponents, I think yesterday was the first time a team had scored more than twenty points against the Saints' defense going back into last season, mm-hmm. and uh, with. Uh, of course the saints uh you know uh with Carr going down last week and you hit all week Oh, maybe he's uh, he'll be out for three or four weeks and all of a sudden he he's game ready uh yesterday to play Uh, hearing on all the analysts talking about him playing uh you really wonder maybe is his uh injury uh not as bad or is it maybe uh he's hiding something because just he wants to play
7: you know and i I do admire that part I admire derek Carr's toughness uh you know he he really gutted it up uh you know and if you know anything about Derek you shouldn't be surprised uh you know, because yeah, you know, he'd only missed two games over a nine year career because of injury uh you know he was benched for the last two last year but that you know that that was because the Raiders are a dysfunctional organization uh you know so I guess when you I, w- if we, if we looked at it that way, we shouldn't have been surprised that Derek Carr suited up. But to me, he didn't look right. Uh, you know, his accuracy was off all game. Uh, you know, and a couple of the intermediate throws, he seemed to have the pepper on him. Uh, you know, but the deep throws, he just, he came up short, uh, or, you know, one play to Alave, and, uh, you know, there should have been a touchdown in particular, uh, you know, Antoine Winfield made a great play on, but to me, Derek Carr put too much air under that. If he threw it more on a rope, uh, you know, you're talking about the Saints putting a touchdown on the board and perhaps a different outcome. You certainly would have changed the momentum of the game at that point, uh, it's easy for us to sit here and question whether Derek Carr should or shouldn't have played. You know, the, the reality is, we don't—we we aren't Derek, so we don't know what his range of motion was, what his pain threshold was. But you know, we know this: it's an injury to his throwing shoulder, and for an NFL quarterback, that isn't a good thing. Uh, you know, and as long as as long as he continues to play on it, I don't see it getting any better. Now, luckily, he didn't take a whole lot of hits yesterday. Uh, you know, so you know, that there wasn't an extra reason to worry. Uh, but you, you have to worry going forward. And you, you have to question, too, how much trust do this, does Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael truly have in Jameis Winston if they're willing to go with a, you know, a Derek Carr that's significantly less than 100% against a divisional rival in you know, really what was a big game? Yeah, and uh, when
1: I look at the uh, looking at the uh, stat board here, uh, Derek Carr was twenty three out of thirty seven for only a hundred and twenty seven yards. A lot of dump offs and drops, and uh, uh, you know when you're looking at uh, you know one hundred twenty seven yards divided by twenty three, that's that's not even uh, five yards a pop. So uh, I'll write at it five yards a pop. So uh, and then of course Hill was one for one for thirteen yards, and Jameis Winston comes in they give him a little time. And uh, the first pass, he, the only pass he throws is a pick. You know, so uh, you start wonder. Kamara, 11 rushes for 51 yards. Uh, Hill, four for 10. Uh, Prentice, one for five. Uh, Miller, one for three. And, uh, of course, Miller, if my memory serves me right, uh, they had a pass. It might have been a tough yeah. catch, but he could have yeah. caught that ball. And then uh, he also, if my memory serves me right, he had a fumble, too, uh, during the course of the game that uh, cost the Saints uh, a score uh, uh, during that game. So the Saints uh, had uh, three turnovers to the one uh, for uh, – Tampa Bay, but in the meantime, Saints, seven penalties, 58 yards. Tampa Bay, 11 for 91. Uh, Saints had three sacks. Uh, You know, they gave up uh, uh, approximately 353 yards of offense, Uh, but the Saints only had 197 total yards during the whole game, and uh, those are glaring uh, in that regard. An NFL team should be around 300 yards in any game uh, with Mm -hmm. that, but – uh, the saints defense uh, of course I'm sure they were worn out a little bit. It seems like the Saints were always on defense uh tried to see both teams punted the ball four times so uh saints uh forty point and a half yard average to forty seven and a half for the uh bucks but uh yeah you're starting to scratch your head now uh where do the Saints go from here and uh I'm trying to uh look up uh next week uh the saints uh, journey to New England. Who had a rough day yesterday against the Cowboys uh, up in New, uh, up in Dallas? But uh, the Saints two and two, New England's uh, one in uh, three, and New England uh, is uh, basically a one and a half point pick in that game. And uh, Young Jones, the quarterback for uh, 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 for New England, had a rough day too against that Cowboy defense. It's probably one of the best in the league. Period. Anyway, uh, your thoughts on the Saints' next game uh, next weekend?
7: Man, this turns out to be a big game, doesn't it? And you know, you don't you don't like to think that way when you're only five games into a young season, and you know, and you are two and two. You know, so when you look at it on paper, there's no reason to press the panic button. But yeah, you know, this team—it doesn't feel like a two and two team. Uh, you know, it, it frankly feels like a ship that hit an iceberg and is taken on water fast. Uh, you know, so you need to grab some of that momentum back. That you that you came out of week one and you know week two, your your week two wins with, uh, you know and you know, nothing cures your ails better than winning on the road, regardless of the type of opponent that you're facing. Uh, you know a couple of the things that concerns me with the Saints defense is uh, they weren't able to get off the field on third down. Tampa Bay was eight for 15 on third down, so that has to improve. And for the second straight week. We really did, although I thought Brian Berce had an outstanding afternoon, uh, but other than that, we really didn't see any consistent pressure generated from the New Orleans front four that needs to change uh, you know, especially against the New England team that's had a difficult time protecting Mac Jones. Uh, yeah, you know, because of that, you know, Baker Mayfield was able to move around, make some plays with you know, his legs. Sadly enough, uh, you know, but also his arm. Uh, you know, finding Chris Godwin and you know a few, a, a, a few receivers that the average person had never heard of. Uh, you know, so New Orleans needs to you know tighten up those coverage breakdowns too. Uh, you know, I I remember kind of us saying the same kind of thing last week after the Packers lost. It's a shame that we have to point, you know, some fingers of blame at the defense after they really yeah, you know, they gave up 26 points, but really one of those touchdowns was gift-wrapped after the you know, Prentice fumble. Uh, you know, so, again, you're talking about a unit that, for the most part, gave up less than 20 points, but we're sitting here having to talk about this is what the Saints need to do defensively to make sure that they get a win. It starts with the offense. You know, the, the fingers of blame start with the offensive players and the offensive coaches. Uh, Again, in my opinion, I'm writing an article right now for it for the Saints News Network that will be published in about an hour. I'm calling for the immediate uh, stripping of duties uh, from Pete Carmichael and turning over uh, play calling to to Ronald Curry. Uh, Because if that happens, and personally I don't think it will happen, certainly not this week, uh, but you're not going to pull in an offensive coordinator off the street uh, you know, at this stage of the season. So whatever changes you make are going to have to be in-house promotions. Uh, yeah, it does start with the players. They need to execute better, but you know, the, the game planning for this offense, they need to use their playmakers uh, you know, at a more optimum level. And it's just it's not something we've seen from Pete Carmichael, not just in the four games this season, but you know, the 21 games that he's been in charge of this unit since Sean Payton left. So it starts with the offense, and thing, if things don't turn around quickly, this season is going to, you know, clunk to a halt, to an ugly halt, very fast. Yeah, go ahead, Jeff.
2: No, I, I'm just, you know, uh, thinking about uh, the Sunday comments versus the Monday press conference comments. Uh, expect anything out of Dennis Allen today? Uh, surprising?
7: <laughs> no, sadly, uh, and again, in my opinion, it should happen. Um, but what's the definition of insanity, guys? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's what we've seen from this coaching staff for now uh, you know 17 games plus the four this season. We hear the same things from Dennis Allen week after week, whether it's a Sunday press conference or a Monday press conference. Uh, we have to evaluate. We have to look into doing things better. We have to improve. Okay. But you're not doing anything differently to do it. We've seen the same type of vanilla, unimaginative, predictable game plans on offense week after week. Uh, you know, and defensively, as stout as that unit is, we've seen some critical breakdowns in the fourth quarter. None of those things have changed, not in 21 games, you know, with the Allen Carmichael regime. So do I hope? Some changes happen, and Dennis Allen starts out holding not only himself, but his other coaches and players accountable. I hope it happens, but I'd be surprised if it did. I'd be surprised if we heard anything different from the normal Dennis Allen uh, vocabulary.
1: Yeah, with that, of course, the Saints don't have a juggernaut schedule coming up. They travel to New England and Houston, then come back home to play Jacksonville and in, uh, Indianapolis and Chicago at home. So in the next five games, uh, we're not talking about the Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys, or anyone of that nature. They've got teams that uh, relatively match up well against, but you can't win games if you can't score more than 20 points.
7: Yeah, you got it, and that's exactly right. uh you know, and a couple of those quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson in particular, come to mind. They're very mobile quarterbacks, too. And we've seen Dennis Allen defenses again. Definition of insanity they're not doing anything different. Mobile quarterbacks are killing them with their legs. I mean heck Baker Mayfield kept three drives alive with his legs uh you know yesterday afternoon. This is Baker Mayfield. We're not talking about you know the reincarnation of Steve Young or Fran Tarkinson or even Lamar Jackson. It's Baker Mayfield and he's making plays with your, with his legs to keep drives alive. So, you know, it, yeah, while, while I agree with you that you know, there are several games that are easily winnable on paper, uh, there there's some aspects to those teams coming up that should scare you if you're a New Orleans Saints fan.
2: Coach, I, I did it again. You know, like saying,
7: I said, it's, it's all good.
2: Did you suggest uh, you have coached in the past?
7: Yes. Yes, sir, I have. Uh, I've coached uh, volleyball. Uh, I've coached track uh, you know, individually and team. I'm actually in, uh, in West Allegheny's high school, uh, high school Sports Hall of Fame as a track coach.
2: Fantastic. Again, uh, Bob, we appreciate you joining us these Monday mornings. Remind us how to find your work elsewhere.
7: Guys, it's a pleasure. Hopefully, we turn this thing around so we can have some happy conversations on Monday going forward. Uh, but, uh, you know, folks, you can follow me, Bob Rose, R O S E, over on Facebook, at Bobby R, 2613, on Twitter. Uh, all of my articles are written through the Saints News Network, at Saints News on Twitter. And please check out our, uh, Our live podcast on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m. Central Time, it's called The Bayou Blitz by Brendan Boylan and myself. Uh, You can find that on YouTube or on our Facebook pages.
2: All right. Bob, always a pleasure, and hopefully a happier talk next Monday.
7: Hope and so, guys. Have a terrific week. We'll talk soon. Appreciate it. Thank you,
2: Bob. Appreciate Bob Rose, uh, as always.
1: Yes. uh, Anyway, time to take that uh, next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more along with today in sports history right after this.
6: Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than
0: Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
2: To AnswerToPain.com.
3: Hi, this is Boxcar Badger, inviting you to join me and PGA golf professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240.
8: Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangro, and Sugar Oaks.
3: So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day.
0: Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240.
1: Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a Big Monday, October the 3rd. And with us, PGA professional Teddy Sliman. And, uh, Teddy, over the weekend, the Ryder Cup, uh, the Europeans just uh, ate the American team alive, it looks like. I mean, well, it was 4 yeah. nothing Friday morning. We gave out, of course, the time difference, five or six hours time difference, yeah. playing over in Italy. And uh, before you could say, uh, well, who hit the first ball? The Americans were down 4 <laughs> nothing.
8: Yeah, it's just another a disappointing sporting event over the weekend for for most of us. But uh, yeah, they 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 put it to the Americans right off the bat. From what I heard, I didn't get to watch any of it. But uh, and then they continued uh, through alternate shot, and uh, then again b- best ball, and then the singles. I think uh, yesterday the singles came out pretty much even because they had a a four point lead going into uh, the singles and ended up 16 to 12 was it?
1: Yeah, uh 16 and a half to 11 and a, half. Oh, a So uh, a half. You forgot a half. Yeah. Anyway, it's, just That's five. Yeah, they <laughs> Europe slammed the door uh, Sunday uh, with their seventh straight Ryder Cup on the home soil, seventh straight. Yeah. And the final score was 16 and a half to 11 and a half, not quite uh but the nine uh, nineteen nine nineteen nine putt-kicking, uh, butt-kicking, so they say, uh, Americans uh, delivered at Whistle Straits uh, in 2021, but the statement was uh, win nonetheless. Uh, of course, Rory, the quote of the day, was one of the biggest accomplishments in golf right now is winning an away rider cup, and that's what we're going to do when they go to Beth Page in 2025. Yeah.
8: It seems like the Europeans have more of that uh, fellowship you know, pulling for each other more than the Americans do, in, in a sense. You know, golf's an individual sport, so ninety-nine percent of the time they're playing against these everybody else. So I don't know. It's uh, so you're
1: saying egos get in the way with the American team?
8: Uh, I would think so. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It just it just seems that way. You know, guys like Rory and John Rahm, they they pull for each other so much and and uh, really you know care about representing their country and. And, and pride and all that. So I, I think that has something to do with it. I'm not saying all because certainly, uh, you know, up and down the line, I think we we're about equal if you look at the, the players in their rankings. Did you that. think
1: the Americans had a strong team this year? Could they have had a better field uh, with the players they brought over? There? I don't
8: think they, they could have had a stronger to, okay. You know, as, far, as far as rankings and stuff are concerned okay. throughout the course of the year. But who year. was
1: playing well, you know, over the past, uh, say, three or four months? Scotty Scheffler. Omitted, I mean, you know.
8: And, oh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, King and Bradley was the one on the bubble that, you know, they said should have gotten picked, didn't get picked, and he picked Justin Thomas, who was playing awful throughout the course of the whole year. I mean, match play is a different animal. Sure. You know? I mean, it's just that's totally different from what they do day to day. And uh, it's, um, I don't know, it's, it's confusing to, to, to understand how, how the Europeans, you know, yeah, you mentioned, uh, you know, on their home soil, that had a lot to do with it because a lot of those players got a chance to play that golf course, which None of the Americans ever played it before, and from what I understood, it's it's one of those risk-reward type golf courses where you, it's a little quirky, so you have to know where the bounces are and what to when when and when not to go for it and stuff like that. But uh, I'll read up on it. I heard that was an incident. Boxcar told me about. Uh, Rory and, and uh, Caddy. Legale. They got in their faces each
1: other. That <laughs> they did.
8: Isn't that something how, how a game can no. bring out the, the heat in you? Yeah, like
1: that? I'll let you in boxcar expound upon that doing uh, chip shots yeah. tonight from 5 to 6. Uh, but yeah, one of the Caddies got in Rory's face. Yeah. Big guy, too, man. Yeah. Rory's not a big guy. No, that was Rory, a big it, guy He got in his face. Yeah. I go, Yes, sir, Caddy, Mr. Caddy. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Those caddies are in good shape, too, now. They got oh, yeah. like that big bag of Oh, around, so. yeah,
1: more so than the pros. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, but they they get paid rewardingly oh, yeah. well. Yeah, when yeah. they win, though.
8: When the players win, they That's win. That's right.
1: Anyway, chip shots tonight at uh, from 5 to 6 with uh, Teddy Sliman and Ralph Boxcar-Bacheron. Uh, you're quite welcome. Anyway, uh, meanwhile, today in sports history on October the 3rd here, back in 1904, the New York Giants pitcher Christy Mathewson strikes out 16 Cardinals in a 3-1 to win. It was a new major league record for uh, strikeouts in a game. And that game only took one hour and 15 minutes. Unbelievable. In 1919, a Cuban by the name of Doc Luke becomes the first Hispanic player to appear in Baseball World Series. He pitches one inning of relief and the Reds three to nothing a win over the Black Sox. That's right. The Chicago White Sox. Sox, who, uh, supposedly, uh, and, uh, of course, they were acquitted of throwing the series, but Kennesaw Mountain Landis didn't think so two years later. Elsewhere on this date, 1920, St. Uh, St. Louis Brown's first baseman, George Sisler, collects 257th hit of the season to set a major league record at last of the 21st century when, uh, Ezekiel Suzuki, uh, got 262, uh, one year. Elsewhere in this date, the 36 Yankees set a new attendance uh, record of uh, 64,482 in Game 3 of the World Series at Yankee Stadium. The next day, they draw 66,669 for a baseball game. Also in this date, 1940, the Cincinnati Reds win Game 2 of the World Series 5-2 versus the Tigers at Crosley Field. It snaps a 10-game losing streak for the National League in World Series games dating back to the Game 6 of 37. Also in 42, the Yankees shot Stop, Frank Corsetti, you know, he wore number two like Derek Jeter did. He shoves umpire Bill Summers in game three of the World Series. He's fined $250 and suspended for the first 30 days of the 43 season. Also on this date, 1942, Triple Crown winner, Whirl Away, written by George Wolf. You know, he rode Seabiscuit against that match race against War Admiral. Well, he's a jockey club, go club at Belmont Park. First thoroughbred Whirl Away to win a half million dollars in earnings in a lifetime. Elsewhere on the this date uh, 1950 uh, Philadelphia Phillies the Wiz kids choose not to request major league rule on eligibility of uh, star left-handed pitcher Kirk Simmons to play in the World Series despite being on furlough from the army and the Phillies get swept by the Yankees for nothing also in this date 1951 uh, CBS airs the first coast to coast televised prize fight Australian light heavyweight Dave Sands outpoints American Carl Bobo Olsen in 10 rounds at Chicago Stadium. Meanwhile, today, the shot heard round the world as Bobby Thompson hits a 3 run homer off of Ralph Branca of the Brooklyn Dodgers in the bottom of the ninth inning with one out to give the Giants a dramatic 5-4 to win over the National League uh, pennant at the Polo Grounds, and the Dodgers, who had had a 13.5-game lead in mid-August, ends up getting beat by the Giants in that game. But Believe it or not. My uncle and Weeks Dotree were at that game as uh, uh, friends of uh, uh, Yankee third baseman Bobby Brown was uh, Dr. Dotree's roommate at Tulane Medical School that particular year. Elsewhere on this date, 1962, the Giants beat the Dodgers in the playoffs in a 64 in an NL uh, pennant clincher. I remember watching that game as a kid. Uh, We got home from school at 3.30. It was just coming on. The Dodgers set a major league record for attendance only 2755000 They played, I think, still in the Coliseum. I don't think uh, uh, Dodger Stadium was built yet, or maybe it was. Elsewhere on this date, 1965, Whitey Ford's. Wins his 232nd game and 11-5 victory over the Red Sox. Becomes the Yankees winningest pitcher. Also in this date, 1974, 39-year-old Frank Robinson becomes uh, the first African-American manager when he signs as a player manager for the Cleveland Indians back then. Now the Guardians, a one-year contract estimated at over 180000 Elsewhere on this date, 1974, future Hall of Fame uh, basketball guard, um, Zeke from Cabin Creek, Mr. Clutch, Jerry West retires after 14 seasons with the uh, Lakers. Also, on this date in 1976, future Hall of Famer Hank Aaron singles in his last major league at bat and drives in a run his 2,297th uh, RBI. Elsewhere in this date in 1989, the Oakland Raiders' 42 year old Art Shell was the first African American to be an NFL head coach in modern times. Also in 1990, uh, Kansas City third baseman George Brett becomes the first major leaguer in history to win batting titles in three different decades uh, in 76, 80, and, of course, 90. Elsewhere in this date in 2004, the Mariners, Japanese right fielder, Suzuki, adds two more singles to finish the season, as I mentioned earlier, with 262. Elsewhere in this date in 2021, the Cleveland uh, Indians uh, win their last game under the Indians name, beating the Rangers six to nothing. Also in this date, Tampa Bay quarterback Tom Brady becomes the NFL's all-time leader in career passing yardage in a 19 to 17 win over the Patriots. Brady goes for 269 yards. He passes Drew Brees. Who had initially uh, held the record? Birthdays today. Born on this date, nineteen fifty-one. Dave Winfield, the Hall of Fame outfielder, twelve-time All-Star, seven-time Gold Glove winner, six-time Silver uh, Slugger. Uh, the San Diego Padres and the Yankees. Born in Saint Paul, Minnesota. Also born on this day, one of my all-time favorite golfers. And born in nineteen fifty-nine. Freddie Couples. Of course, he won the Masters in ninety-two. Player's Senior Championship in eleven. And uh, born in Seattle, Washington, played at the University of Houston, too. Elsewhere, deaths on this day. Back in 1936, dying on this day, they named the trophy after him. John Heisman, the football coach, uh, uh, he was the one that legalized the forward pass uh, and the original center snap. He dies from pneumonia at the young age of 66. Also in this day, the quote of the day, I'll go back to Jerry West. When it's time for me to walk away from something, I walk away from it. My mind, my body, my conscience tell me that's enough. Enough is enough. Jerry West. Mr. Clutch Zeke from Cabin Creek. And I remember reading an article somewhere with 11 more points during his career, whether in college, in the pros, he'd have won five more championships. Uh, He lost by a point at West Virginia. To uh, at the time, I think it was uh, California, and uh, with the of course with the Lakers, how many times the Celtics end up beating them by a point or two in uh, the NBA Finals? Uh, anyway, Jeff, that's today in sports history here on a big uh, Monday, October the third. Uh, now back to you.
2: The uh, Stadium Dodger Stadium did open in '62. Okay, it did. so okay. It, it was you know, Major League Baseball's. Uh, uh, near biggest capacity, well, at the time, uh, Cleveland, uh, the capacity, yeah, municipal, yeah, what well, was certainly bigger, but uh, I don't think they put in that kind of. Uh crowd that uh, the Dodgers brought in in 62. Angels also shared Dodgers Stadium. That's right. That's Um,
1: right. Chavez Ravine. That was the name of the hole in the ground there that the city of Los Angeles gave to Walter O'Malley mm in 350 acres, and he took it.
2: No doubt displaced a lot of people. Uh, There's a little bit of a dark history there, but uh, at the end of the day, I think uh, the city of Los Angeles was uh, helped out by Having the Dodgers there, at least the stadium was financed privately. Yes. If not, uh, given the the acreage there. (laughs) But and when the Angels played there, they called it Chavez Ravine. They didn't yes. call it Dodger Stadium. That's right. That's right. They didn't want uh, to do that. Of
1: course, Gene Autry, the original owner, you know, they made the players ride bicycles. Uh, I think during the course of the game, uh, the singing cowboy Gene Autry uh, owned, it, and he passed away in '98. Never able to see his Angels win a World Series
2: when they came in '02 to beat the Giants and yep. Barry Bonds. There you go. Again, I want to thank our guests today, Ryan Antoine, head coach at Westgate, and Bob Rose with SI.com and other uh, avenues to uh, see his work. Appreciate him joining us on these Monday mornings. Uh, And, of course, thanks to our sponsors, Bayou Sports, brought to us by Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative, district number 49, and also L.A. Classic Roofing, the Headache and Pain Center. Cane Road Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency. Big thanks to those folks, our sponsors of Bayou Sports.